let let let's you know be clear about this. Like you know, usually during the week, I wake up with the guys, play some video games, two, three, maybe four times a night. Yeah, this has been a very productive week because everyone has been sucked into Elden Ring, and I'm not going to see them for another couple weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, do do you have some stats as to why you you are not interested in uh in Elden Ring? Like I I've tried Dark Souls, I've tried Bloodborne, they all just bounced right off me. It's another one of those games, right? I mean, you say you've tried Dark Souls, but like I, I've watched you play Dark Souls and you've barely started it. Like oh, come you on, haven't come on, Harry. Like I've I've rammed my face. You say have barely started it. I'm I'm not a child anymore. Like my time is limited. How much time am I supposed to spend running my face into a concrete wall? Well, I mean, if it's a if it's an elegantly designed concrete wall, if it's been like you know. <laughs> If it's if a it's game a, of the year, Concrete Wall. If it's a bespoke, like, artistic, perfect in every way Concrete Wall that will just rip my skin open along these perfect patterns, then I should continue to ram my face into it. You know, it's... There's a lot of talk about difficulty settings in games and, like, how having more is more inclusive and stuff, but there's also a good argument that I do believe where, in certain cases, like, having... Like, the creator is... It, uh, can totally make the decision to not include different difficulty settings. And, like, for Dark Souls in particular, it's a sense of community that everybody goes up against, like, the exact same challenges. You know, everybody, when they fight the bosses, it's the same It's the same difficulty, and they have to, like, find their own solutions, and they can reach out to other people. Or they could just be really bad, like Sam. Yes. <laughs> There's a whole world of gaming that appreciates the game, Sam. And you, your experience of being a little... Being terrible at it is is valid. Like all I'm saying is, Harry, that you know, The Godfather Part Two has a 99 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I guess I'm the one percent today. Welcome to Brokusatsu, two brothers' exploration of tokusatsu shows and related media. I'm Harry. And I'm Sam. And I'm sorry I didn't have more drama at a recent gaming tournament I went to. Nope, uh, usually we could, like, milk that for, like, banter or other podcast topic, but no, it was just nice and calm and pleasant. Darn. I mean, some days you get into a screaming match with a dude about, like, whether or not you can deploy your thing so that technically he can't start his army at all and you would by default. And some days you just push little dudes around and have a fun time. Yeah, and just have pleasant conversations and laugh and chat and just have a, a grand old time. And, and speaking of pushing little men around and having a great time. <laughs> uh, that is a pro-level transition, Harry. I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to transition as much as I can. <laughs> oh, so are you not... Uh, I, I was sensing a little bit of hesitation, like, you know, getting into the uh, podcast. Are, are you not having a good time with the show? Uh, it's complicated, Sam, because we're, we're covering two episodes this time. And for, like, the first two-thirds of the first episode we were covering, it was, like, pulling teeth. <laughs> and then it hit, like, it hit an emotional beat that, although I feel it was unearned, still hit me kind of hard, possibly for personal reasons. Yeah. Uh, and then the next episode, well, I feel like it was setting up some stuff and also doing a different plot line that they resolved in a way rawer way than I expected. And also, they kicked off the... Get, all right, given everything in the first episode and the dragging of their feet, I did not expect them to pull the trigger on some stuff in the next episode as rapidly as they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, it, it's fascinating. It's also like, you know, this kind of goes down to, you know, Korean TV versus American TV, because American TV 
would have done both these episodes in 44-minute episodes, whereas Korean TV did these in hour 15 episodes. So this is like an extra, there's an extra half an hour of stuff that we're kind of used to being trimmed in here. And on the one hand, it's like, you know, it, it lets a more languid pace. It, you know, lets us breathe in the world a little bit more. On the other hand, it makes it feel fucking slow at times. Uh, yeah, so the problem with episode two, which is the first one we're covering, and we're covering these in like kind of a more general way. Like, I might, we didn't take notes specifically, although also I found a recap site, which are kind of act as notes for this one. Yeah, it's and so like, much better notes than we would actually be taking ourselves along with pictures. Yeah, uh. I mean, I guess we have notes, so we, we're only covering, I want to cover three, but then. The experience of watching episode two was like, no, let's just cover two. <laughs> I also pointed out, like, you know, hour 15 episodes, Harry, like, three episodes is two movies worth of material to watch. Yeah. Like, two episodes is a one very long movie, like, is an epic, that's an Avengers Endgame level of material to uh, to go over. Or Except it's not, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of fat that could be trimmed. Yeah, like, especially because, <clears throat> see, episode, the problem with episode two, mm -hmm. I could really describe the main thrust of the episode in, like, four sentences. Because mm -hmm. a lot of it is covering something that I thought was, like, mostly resolved at the end of episode one, which is the main character. And, you know, I'm I'm not going to get any of these names. Like, Mrs. Jang, I can remember because everybody calls her Mrs. Jang. Mm -hmm. uh, but then there's male lead who... Chansung? Yeah, okay, Chansung. Um, like, he he doesn't want to work at the ghost hotel, mm -hmm. but at the end of the first episode, there was kind of a thing where, like, she gave him a chance to leave, and it was like, uh, but, you know, because he's a nice guy, and also they're setting up the romance stuff, he instead was worried about her because it looked like she was killed by a guy who turned out was a ghost. Yep. Like, I guess she she's not... Well, she's... I would say she's not to the point of, like, killing people alone the next episode. Uh, but anyway. She kind of does, doesn't she? Well, indirectly. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so, like, basically, he is now effectively committed to working the hotel. And yet, the so much of this episode, like, two-thirds, is him, like, going, like, Hey, let me not work at the hotel, please. Like, hey, it's ridiculous. I don't want to work here. And she's, like, she just kind of stares at him and is hot and says, like, no, you're going to work here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And puts, like, some tests in front of him and just, like, mildly inconveniences him and just, you know, and, like, gives some challenges to convince him to work at the hotel. Yeah, there there was a lot, a lot, a lot that could have been trimmed from episode two. And, yeah, and, like, it's just him, they, they bad turn stuff like there's a thing with him getting new shoes like death shows up with a vacuum cleaner and sucks up the ashes of that ghost which is a thing mm -hmm. yeah apparently that's a thing i i like the modern more industrial death because you know hey it's just it's he's just doing a job hey it it tracks like if their guest room of the dead it keeps up with modern times why not the grim reaper yeah, he's just doing his job like it's it's not like exactly project but it's kind of a thing where hey he's just here Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's just lots of him yelling back and forth and like keep he keeps getting uh that apparently there's a thing where if he sees a ghost the ghost will kind of latch onto him and bother him until he resolves their stuff because people who can see both sides are rare so he's gonna just be bothered by that and yeah I'm he's like that's a beacon good. and that's that you know that tracks that makes sense like you know he is He's an awakened creature now. He can see both sides, and so things on the other side can now see him. Yeah, he's like a Wi-Fi spot, which is a uh, comparison that uh, Miss Jag actually likes. Mm -hmm. Um, and and like, wait, so Eric, just double checking. Did we ever say that we were covering two episodes of Hotel Del Luna? I'm not sure. Did we? We might have skipped the title of the series. I. I right, guess Sam, it's in the title of the podcast, but some, yeah, something whatever. else. Uh, it's early morning. Sam, do you remember 
earlier when I said, you know, we're covering two episodes today. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah, I don't think we ever said Hotel Del Luna. We may not have said that, but we're doing that. Whatever. It's in the title of the podcast. And and the listeners I've talked to have explicitly said that they don't actually watch what we're watching. They just like hearing us talk. So we could talk about fucking... <laughs> I, could, I could read more spam. Uh... Now let, let's go with these up because like you know yes there's there's a lot of fat that can be trimmed but there's also some fascinating shit in here yeah um so yeah the main thrust of episode two is uh miss jiang uh convincing chen sung to work for the hotel or putting him in situations where he convinces himself to work for the hotel and that takes you know more or less the entire hour 15 minute runtime there's also a secondary uh arc going on and we're starting to get the thrust of the series. It would seem that every episode we kind of get a procedural case of the week, you may say. Uh, and, you know, like the, your episode of House, your episode of uh, ER, your episode of uh, Law and Order. Uh, and this week's particular episode, we are dealing with the ghost of a uh, of a tiger. Yeah, uh, it's it said that it's actually like a mythical beast, which is, uh, uh, I mean, it, it's non-specific, but I know it's a thing in Eastern religions where some creatures have like extra stuff to them so it's one of those it's not just a basic animal mm-hmm. no uh and so yeah the tiger like it's just wandering around like a little kid sees it but the mom can't and like it's uh mm-hmm. like mrs jang sees it like kind of wandering around outside the hotel but it doesn't want to go in so uh with that whole thing about, like, the kid seeing the tiger, we we are getting more lore dump this episode. So there are some people in the world who are just naturally attuned to seeing stuff on the other side. So kids, it would seem, are a bit more open to seeing it, you know, uh, very Pratchetty in there. Uh, also, there's just some people in general who can see things. And the hotel, we did get some answers. It's not a purely other world's environment. It is a real physical place that exists in Seoul. Uh, it, it is licensed. They pay taxes. They have utility bills. Yeah, the, the manager's main job is to be a human who could go out and actually deal with like the bureaucracy of having a real estate job. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that like, tracks. That absolutely makes sense. Yeah, but there's like a vague thing on it where people don't really notice it unless... Uh, the circumstances are right or they have a strong success, but then it just looks like a rundown hotel. So they probably don't go. And if you go in, the prices are super high. Like, uh, it, uh, it was something like, like a couple million won to stay there, which is like a couple grand. Mm-hmm. So they say like, yeah, for that price, you could just get a high end hotel elsewhere. So people yep. would come here. There's a luxury uh, hotel down the street. Yeah. And there's a brief scene where like a guy, uh, it kind of, interesting looking guy seems to really want to get there almost like he's figured out its deal and is interested in going there and they say if anyone insists on staying here they go to room 404 and remember four is the number of death in lots of eastern cultures and they check in but they never check out so four so 404 means like deadly death in eastern cultures and in you know in programming it means everything is broken cannot be found yeah like uh it's uh for, like, the 13th floor in Western cultures, there's also, like, usually not, like, the 4th floor or something, or, like, room 4. Uh, they, they take it, they take numerolo- numerology uh, seriously. To the Let's... extent that people, people take our numerology seriously over here. Yeah, a lot of people don't give a shit, but... Was, was that intentional? Like, uh, uh, the programming thing to use, like, the, you know, the Eastern numerology for death? Um, I don't know... Um, That'd be a fun coincidence if not. I mean, I know that there are error codes like 403 and 405, so it might have just been... I mean, at some point they were just creating hundreds of error codes, and it's just the one that lasted. Hmm. Okay. Also, technically 404 is not like death, it's just like page not found, right? I mean, I I don't know. Like, people check into room 404 and they're never found again. I guess we're going to get more into that in future episodes. I mean, we're covering this in a weird way. Like, there's lots of stuff where, in theory, vengeful ghosts could actually harm him. Mm-hmm. But Mrs. Jang is a ghost badass, and she'll show up and protect him. Yep. 
Yep, yep, yep. Although she does kind of imply, like, you know, yeah, keep an eye out for them. Like, they're if if you run into the bad ones and I'm not around, yeah, they might kill you. <laughs> they might straight up kill you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but like through all of this, there's a thing where the previous hotel manager is like preparing to retire, and uh, he goes to like. He, he's seeing off, uh, apparently the way the ghosts finally go into the afterlife is that a car drives them into this one industrial tunnel that they could film at. Mm-hmm. Uh, or and, there's also a bridge that people can walk across. Like, Yeah. Well, I, I, they say, like, if you die, most of the time you could just walk across a bridge, but there's some people who gotta deal with stuff at the hotel. And they, they show, like, the at the hotel people eat all the foods they were never, never able to eat in life. Or mm-hmm. they, like... There's, there was, like, a guy who froze to death on top of a mountain, and so, like, they spend some time just warming him up, like, you know, yeah, giving him yeah. warm food. Yeah, or there's, like, a nice old lady in a room just, like, like it's like the Matrix gun scene, but full of books. It's like, yeah, read all the books you want, you know, like, everything you weren't able to check out. Just deal with the things that they could to life, and then they, that, then they get sent out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the ma- the previous manager is there with, uh, with eight with a death, I think, like a guy who's kind of more higher up in the thing is like, yeah, I know, I got some plans after the retirement, I could go fishing, just go like a bunch of places. And death kind of turns to him and says, you can't actually go that many places, you don't have that much time left. He's like, oh, okay. I mean, I knew it was bad, but yeah, he, he's super dying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I guess it wasn't clear the previous episode, but... Um, you know, they're much more explicit this episode. Uh, everyone who works in the hotel is a ghost, and they are there to, you know, uh, just kind of uh, stick around a bit longer in the land of the living, except for the manager of the hotel, who always has to be a human. He's just kind of sad, like, he, he goes to Mrs. Jag's office, and he hangs up, like, a photo he took of her, like, decades ago. It's like, oh, is, this is basically going to be the only sign I've lived here once I'm gone, is, is Mrs. Jang even going to remember me? I'm just, like, one life that's been here for a speck of the time she's been. <sighs> and, like, that that's the part that, like, it hit harder. Like, him just quietly, like I said, maybe because of some stuff that happened in my personal life, but, you know, elderly man quietly dying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it got to me, too. Uh, so... Uh... The uh the tiger, like going back to the tiger storyline here, like uh it turns out that it was brought over by uh this, you know, wealthy philanthropist who was helping do negotiations between South and North Korea. Yeah, and, it, like it it was specifically in a gift exchange and even though it's died, like now its body is shown in a museum as and it's kind of seen as a a specific monument to relations between the two countries. Mm-hmm. Miss Jiang and uh Cheng Sun, like they they're trying to figure out, or mostly Miss Jang, because, you know, Chan Sun desperately doesn't want to do any of this, desperately doesn't want to work at the hotel. They're trying to figure out how to get this spirit moved to the other side. So they set up a meeting with the wealthy philanthropist. Miss Jang brings uh, Chan Sun along, you know, uh, begrudgingly, and they kind of spook him a bit. Like, turns out Miss Jang, we suspect it, she has a lot of magical powers. Yeah. Well, also, she's she also spooks him by being very rude in that specific uh, Eastern way that we can't fully understand, where she uses different levels of autofic speech than you're really supposed to. Like, she's monstrously rude. Mm-hmm. But, like, the translation can't really do that. So she just has to say stuff, and they'll be like, oh, she spent time overseas, so she speaks at uh, base level with everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and then he's also spooked because the ghost tiger roars and breaks all the glass in his room. Did that actually happen, or was that a vision? Unclear. Yeah, I'm gonna mark that as unclear. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, ghosts—they so far they haven't been shown to be able to do much directly to the physical world, just like influence people and also. You know, uh, like make make them see things. Yeah, Miss Jenkins certainly like. I mean, well, she, she's there's... not a ghost. She she is alive. 
There's also another point to this, you know, when they're having coffee at a place and Miss Jang seems to, she makes everything go black and white in order to spook Ching Sun because he wants to, you know, move on to a different hotel and he says that he could get used to seeing ghosts. And it seems like there's another level of like angry spirits that uh, even he is kind of sheltered from that she could kind of show or she was just creating a vision to fuck with him. Yeah, the way I saw it is that she was just creating a room full of bloody screaming zombies to fuck with them and make him spill the coffee, which is what he said he could manage. Which, technically he does, although, as she also points out, you were a trembling mess staggering through a room, like, getting a cup of coffee. Do you really think you could hold down a, a job like this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he, he offers to pay her back, actually. He has, like, apparently the amount of money that was given to his dad plus interest, but she she doesn't really... Well, no, she, she takes it. She takes the money, Harry. <laughs> and I don't think she ever gives it back. Miss Jang is a practical woman. She does not turn down money. Uh, so he, he tries, he goes to his job and does some stuff, but he has to throw himself into a hotel pool to get away from the eyeless ghost. Yes, the eyeless ghost who has been just, like, following him because, you know, he he was an anchor for her, so she's just going to stick with him until her stuff is resolved. Yeah. Um, and... Eventually, he goes back to his home, kind of drained. Well, he's, like, staying at... He either has a ruby or staying at uh, a place I, of someone I, else. I read this as, like, a high school friend that he was crashing at his pad for a little bit until he could get his own apartment. Yeah. Although he's um, also, like, a comedy relief-style friend, so he's probably going to stay with him for the rest of the series. Yeah. He 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 was living overseas until recently, so he probably doesn't have his own place. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, he goes uh, back there and he meets with the old manager who, you know, has retired and, you know, starts telling him nice things about Miss Jiang, about how he's about to go into a different world and see things he never imagined before. Like, doesn't it, like, I get that you're kind of the normal straight man in the situation, but doesn't, doesn't it seem kind of fun and interesting to run it, to work at like a ghost hotel? Like you're being, you're being an annoying, you're being an annoying, uh, just stickler here. Yeah, and uh, we realize, you know, halfway through the conversation, oh, the manager died. Yeah, this is his ghost. He, he's already passed on. Yes. And very shortly, he shows back up at the hotel as a guest. Mm-hmm. Yes. And very quickly is driven across the bridge because he has resolved most of his things. Yeah, he just basically has to say goodbye to his co-workers and to Mrs. Jang. Like, he has a scene with her saying, you know, 30 years ago... You found me when I was kind of... He, he basically says he was going to commit suicide, I think. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Jang, in what seems like a reasonable thing, like, I mean, well, it seems like a storytelling thing of, like, people who have lost their place in life, she'll show up and be like, you know, hey, work for me instead. And, uh, you know, it was it was wonderful. And because he aged and she didn't, she was like a sister to him, then a daughter, then a granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, uh, because because she is kind of, like, stuck in time and won't really pass on, they can't really say, I'll see you later. So instead he just says goodbye. And after the conversation, uh, Cheng Sun, he's driving back to the hotel in an Uber and has a conversation with the eyeless ghost, much to the chagrin of the Uber driver who has no idea what the fuck is going on. Yeah, he kind of snapped at her. But then he felt a little bad about it. I was like, hey, you know, I'm sorry. Um, you know, I, I know a ghost hotel you could go to. Also, you're like, even even if you're kind of like messed up, you aren't dead anymore. So the fact that you don't have like eyes doesn't really matter. So, hey, you should be able to see me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she has eyes again. Yeah. In that, in that fun, uplifting way. Although this is just me. You know, you don't need to. It's not always a miracle to heal the... It's okay to be blind. A story can end happily once the person's still blind. But anyway, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. her eyes are kind of raggedy, so I get the feeling that she was killed by her eyes gouged out, which is, which is a different deal. She could feel bad about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yep, so towards the end of the episode, like, uh, Chang Sun has agreed to, all right, I'm going to work at this hotel... And he's doing one last walk around of the previous hotel that he was working at and uh, walks across a 
Roman centurion set of armor. It looks. No, no, it. I mean, I kind of thought that too, but there's some like the way, the, the hair like the ponytail thing. I do think this is a that they had armor like this in eastern countries too, and it's just we don't immediately know the type, but I do think this is actually more local to Korea or something like that. Okay. 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 Uh, but anyway, so the armor, it kind of like, it wakes up as he walks by and, oh yeah, this was a soldier probably had a particularly violent death. And so it's angry at him or angry at the world. And it sees something to lash out at. Yeah. Uh, like it's, it's still a ghost. Like a normal lady just walks through it like nothing. But it can very much kill him, so he's he's mm-hmm. he's in trouble. Around. Yeah, so yeah. he's he's running away. He's dodging. He's you know ducking and dodging, and he's about to be destroyed until Miss Jang shows up and one shots it, as she does. And you know the, the romantic protagonists they lock eyes at the end of the episode, and the music swells. There's this one specific like romance song they play every time, and it's like it, it's a little funny. Like it doesn't. It's the same song. And yep. I know it's like, it's their song, but... It, it's like the end credits song, because, you know, it swells up just as the episode is about to end. It also seems to swell up at other various points, you know, just when they're having romantic moments. Yeah. And I, the lyrics are all uncreated, and all I can think about is the one point where it, it sounds like he's yelling about chicken. Which is a weird thing for a very romantic song. I see, I see. I mean, you know my musical stylings, Harry. This is probably something that would show up on my YouTube music playlist if it was in English. Oh yeah, if Camille Cabello did a cover of this, he'd be all over it. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> yeah, the problem where like the YouTube algorithm would would stop giving you these like basic singer languages. <laughs> hey, don't insult Camille Cabello. She's great. I'm I'm not saying she's like a bad singer. Like it's bad music. It's good. It's just like it's not an all time food. <laughs> well, according to YouTube music, it kind of is for me. <laughs> this is the problem with algorithms. People make terrible decisions and it just enforces them. I know, I know, I know, Spe- I know. Speaking of reinforcing terrible decisions, <laughs> let's go to episode three. <laughs> episode three. So yeah, episode two was a bit rough. Episode three, a lot better. Yeah. And it starts with uh, some some information about Mrs. Jang back when she was alive. Yeah, so we're starting to get some flashbacks of, you know, a time of her being a, a bandit queen, something, something, a little unclear exactly what she was. Yeah, uh, she she was in charge of a group of, like, you know, arms dudes who were raiding a convoy of apparently pretty rich people. Um, it, it turns out to be the royal princess. Uh, I'm not sure if this was supposed to be obvious by the stuff written on the card or anything, but I mean... It, it, it is a bit of a reveal. So, yeah, uh, Miss Jiang in the olden time, she steals uh, some bundles of silk uh, from the royal princess. Also, there is a rather elite and also particularly handsome and well-cut guard uh, who is holding the line, and he is knocked out and taken as prisoner. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they're, they're, like, wandering away. Uh, they're, like, on, on two horses. She's leading him all tied up. It's like, hey, you know, I'm just a... I'm a low-ranked guard. You won't get much from ransoming me. And uh, Miss Jenks says, "Yeah, well, I was—I saw the way the princess looked at you. She valued you more than the bundle of silks. So, you know, you're something special." He says, "Yeah, I just talked to her and was kind of nice. You know, she she latched out to me because she doesn't talk to a lot of people." Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, cutting back to the present, we see Miss Jang uh, meet up with the, you know, which. Uh, the person from the very, very first episode, like, the old lady who was the previous owner of the, or maybe not the previous owner of the Guest House of the Dead, still quite unclear exactly who she is, uh, but she seems to be sticking around. Maybe she's the soul of the tree, who the hell knows? Yeah, or, like, she's, like, she. it seems like she is either the previous, uh, she took her place before, or she's someone higher up in the hierarchy, maybe like the person like running the whole system behind uh, behind the scenes. Because Mrs. Jang, she she's not just doing this as a job; it's also like a form of like penitence, and she's like kind of working towards something and doing this. So she, this is actually her deal. And they're kind of questioning, like, okay, so this tree at the heart of the hotel, it's been dead forever. It hasn't bloomed, hasn't blossomed. 
except it just did for this guy's father. What the heck does that mean? No, like it says, like it's not even really dead. It's that like time has stopped for it. Like it's in the pro, it's in the process of living, but just hasn't moved forward at all. And that's kind of what it is for Mrs. Jang. Like they say, she's not a. They they're vague on whether or not she died, but I. She was alive, like when she took ownership of the place. And every time, every time Chang said this episode asks the other hotel attendants, "So, how did Miss Jang die?" They changed the subject because they, I think, they're concealing that you know she she's still alive. Yeah. Oh, we skipped the quicksand scene. Was was that now or was that later? That was that was uh, earlier at at the start of the thing, like when she's with us. When in the past, when she's with a soldier dude, uh, she falls into some quicksand. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which uh, is that real? I, I'm unclear on if quicksand is actually real. It does. It is real, but it, like it needs water at the bottom, and they're like in the middle of a desert. But also, there's a thing where like desert dunes can shift strangely and have like hull spaces so i think she could have fallen into one of those like it's so just like a sinkhole less quicksand more sinkhole yeah Mm -hmm. uh and she like unties the dude uh well like the the dude is like nearby all tied up it's like well i can't really help you out because i'm fucking i got my hands stuck together Mm -hmm. so she throws her sword to him and he cuts himself free and walks off calmly yep it seems like that's gonna be it but then he throws a rope yep 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 so yeah, there's certainly some romantic attraction between these two, uh, which we'll get uh, more and more. Like, there's a scene uh, around a fireplace, like, or uh, around, like, you know, a fire uh, later on when they're sharing a drink and starting to flirt with each other. So this is probably, like, you know, a romantic partner from ye olde times when she was still alive. Asterix. Because she's still kind of alive. I don't know. Yeah, like, she, she is, uh, she's drinking some wine from a bottle that has a, like, circle with, like, a cross through it. Which they say is like the sign of the moon because her her name, I think, means moon. It's like that just shows it's her. And then the guard, you know, very smoothly grabs her hand, dips in some water, and then draws on a rock. This is the actual symbol for moon. If you want to know it, it's a it's a good move. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. This guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> Which I'm sure we'll see more of before he dies tragically. Yeah. Uh. So. The the painting from the from the previous episode. Well, yeah, the the it wasn't just the tiger; it was also a painting, and uh, they kind of resolved the tiger ghost thing by letting it go back into the wildlands in the painting because you know it couldn't get back home otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's done, and now the ghost is gone. So Mrs. Jang just wants to sell the painting for money and buy new cars. Yep, which she has a whole garage full of like. As she's taking Chang Sun down, like, he says, oh, yeah, let's go to your car. And she's like, no, I want this car. Wait, all these cars are yours. Yeah. She likes fancy things. Yeah, she runs a hotel of ghosts. They don't need to drive around. Mm -hmm. Did you think our guests parked here? Yeah, I I guess Death has his own car. (laughs) Yep, 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 yep. Uh, So... But yeah, uh, we're, at this point, introduced to the case of the week, which is... Uh, a girl who kind of at first it appears committed suicide by jumping off a bridge, but we quickly realize, oh, she was kind of pushed off by another girl. <laughs> Whoopsie. She, the other girl, like, has, like, a necklace thing, and she's just kind of back on her bed at home, like, fretting a little, and be like, oh, man, she was such a pain. And then she looks up and sees the ghost of the dead girl, like, jump at her. And the next thing she knows, she's standing in the room while her body is walking around without her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it would seem that the spirit of the girl that she killed kind of came back and hijacked her body. Uh, so Mrs. Jang announces that the friendly guy, new manager, and the other, the, like, the I think there's, like, multiple people working at the hotel, but there's three important ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they say, I mean, are you sure about this? Do we want to leave it vacant? Because you do did have other candidates. And then we have, like, a pretty funny scene where we show that, like, the, the first choice was actually an exorcist. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, a priest with an exorcism bed, and uh, we cut there. We then cut to the second choice, who is an astronaut. 
Yeah. And it's... It's implied she kills him. No, no, like, uh... Well, is that the way it goes? Because... He didn't hmm. have one of those jetpacks on where he could, like, fly back to the ship, Harry. Um... I'm sure, I'm sure they went to grab him. But, you know, he is knocked away from a space station in a fit of pique after she, like, shows up in a spacesuit behind him to be did, like, hey, did, come down to the hotel. Did she knock him away or did he knock her away? The way it kind of looked to me was that he was kicking her back to Earth. I'm pretty sure she kicked him into deep space. Hold on, I'm looking at the exact moment of the episode. No, he kicked her. He kicked her. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, that's not as funny. And it's kind of it's 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 showing that these two other guys are like more backbone though. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. So two hard nose. Uh, also, by the way, like two incredibly handsome actors. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, she I, has I mean, a type. She has a type. I mean, it's. It, I mean, even it's the same with Hollywood, but. Everybody, every actor is going to be good looking because you don't get into acting if you're not good looking. Like, you, you don't think, hey, these movies are going to need some uggos. No, like, everybody who got into acting wants to be the lead actor, and not everybody gets to those roles. And, I mean, like, it's possible, you know, these are just, like, fun, quick cameos. Maybe these are, like, superstars in Korea that we just don't know because they are, like, leading man handsome. Uh, but anyway, so she says, like, nope, I don't care. We, we're going with this manager. It's fine. Uh, and so the employees then go introduce them to uh, to Ching Sung. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. we, we get a brief thing. Um, so the bartender, he died 500 years ago. He had just finished uh, He had just finished the exam for like their, their kind of like... It's like a state scholar academic thing. Like he, he passed... The you have to do an exam, and if you do well in it, you get like a high government, high government position. And he done really well, mm-hmm. so he, he he's proud about it. But then he died for it. They, he's the only one they're vague about the reason. Like mm-hmm. he just he just had some like blood coming out of his mouth, and then now he he works the bar. And he was either like poisoned by a rival, or this was like what five hundred years ago. People kind of just died back then. Sure, sure. But, like, because they don't go into it, um, I think it might be a plotline for a later episode. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, but, yes, the uh, uh, the head of uh, uh, janitorial and uh, beverage services, she was uh, murdered by her family uh, in a fit of pique. And uh, then the uh, the younger bellhop, uh, who's been there for 70 years, yeah, he died of the Korean War. <laughs> yeah, he he was a, a pilot. <laughs> we even see a thing of, like, a, a plane crashing. And then just wandering to the hotel, a shocked-looking dude. And uh, so the manager lady, uh, well, the, the the concierge lady, she she's waiting until everybody in her family dies out. Because she wants to see the bloodline end, so she's just waiting for that to happen. <laughs> uh, and the hotel boy, he is just waiting for his sister to die, so, they can, so he can, you know, say goodbye to her and then, you know, leave to the afterlife together or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because, again, the bartender, he doesn't have, like, a specific reason why he's waiting yet. Well, I mean, we'll we'll find out. The show does seem to lay some seeds to come back to later. <laughs> I mean, I like, he might be someone who's past the deal they have to resolve. Um, oh, that and, would be and, fun. Yeah. And yeah. also some of the different jobs, like the, the, the front desk boy, um, he... Mrs. Jang used him to possess uh, Chain Sung's body and bring him back to the hotel at the beginning of the episode, kind of just in a way to show that possession can happen. So uh, let's get into the case of the week. So, you know, uh, the girl shows up at the hotel and they realize they they quickly uh, Miss Jang figures out what happened. Like, oh, yes, there is a ghost spirit inside of this girl and something needs to happen here because like the uh, the spirit of the the spirit of the still living girl is now loose and is demanding help and assistance to get back into her body. Yeah, like, Mrs. Jeg's job seems to be if there's a ghost, like, without a body, that needs to be resolved. But there's some flexibility, as it turns out, at the end of the episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it it's quite tricky. You know, Cheng said he, uh, he is incredibly sympathetic to the girl who was killed because she was killed. 
This girl's like, a bully. She's a psychopath. She Yeah, like like the the other girls at school see the the girl mourning over and be like, why does she feel bad? She was the one who picked on her the most. Yeah. We get a cut back to the bridge where, you know, the the rich, like uh, the rich privileged girl, she was like uh, she was pulling the necklace off the girl who then subsequently died saying like, uh, you're trash, you're poor, you don't deserve something like this. And yeah, she, she was making fun of the girl for being on welfare and saying, like, you're only supposed to buy food, not, not jewelry like this. You're just a parasite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they get they got into a fight, and the girl goes off the bridge and dies. Yeah. And when Cheng Sun sees her walking around, uh, the girl panics and just goes back to the bridge and be like, alright, I, I just want to kill this other girl, because, like, you know, fair's fair. <laughs> yeah and fair is kind of fair but you know he talks her down and uh miss jang at this point like <clears throat> chang sun still doesn't trust miss jang he thinks miss jang is going to extort the wealthy family out of money uh to get rid of the necklace and uh get the uh get the murder back into her body cut to mrs jang extorting the family <laughs> <laughs> yeah she does exactly that yeah, she just goes to family and says, yeah, so, you know, uh, Freddie, your daughter's died at school, but she wasn't her friend, she was a bully victim, and also your daughter murdered her. So, I got this evidence that could prove it, and you got two options. A, take the necklace and, you know, go turn your daughter into the police and get her to apologize for what she's done and that'll resolve everything. Or, give me some money, uh, take the necklace and destroy it. Mm-hmm. It's the last piece of evidence to the crime. If you destroy this, then there is no link back. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, by the way, if you do that, it will destroy your daughter's soul. Yeah. And the parents, you know, are like, hmm, well, well, you know, we're rich and we want to do the best for our daughter, so. Yeah. What's done is done. Let's just bury this down. You know, let bygones be bygones. Yep. Uh, and uh, so, Mrs. Mrs. Jag walks out, and the ghost girls with her are like, great, this is going to resolve her thing. And Mrs. Jag is like, yep. Although, uh, if the necklace is destroyed, that's kind of the link to you being able to undo this. So you'll actually, you'll actually die, and the girl will just stay in your body. And so the girl runs screaming back to her parents who are burning <laughs> in the backyard, and like, her soul is destroyed by fire. <laughs> like, shouting on, like, screen. It's a, it's an interesting show that has the hero of the series brutally kill a 16-year-old girl. <laughs> it's She doesn't kill a 16-year-old girl. She basically tricks her parents into doing it to her. She sets up a her. saw trap to do it. Yeah. Like, it's a moralist thing where if they had done the right thing, everything would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but clearly this family, like, you know, did not do the right thing raising the daughter they were going to continue to not do the right thing and they inadvertently destroyed their daughter's spirit leaving the murder victim inside the body of their of their daughter uh to be raised in a life of privilege yeah like it's it's a weird moral which i think the show is like explicit about like you know mm-hmm. yeah we're, is... we're not supposed to feel good about this but, like, there was no good resolution here. Well, yeah. well, there's a good resolution for Mrs. Jang because cut to her, like, hanging around under an underpass with a briefcase full of gold bullion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, she milked them for a lot of money to clear their daughter's name while inadvertently exa- killing her. Exactly how much money? Let's get into that because, I mean, it's a specific amount. Like, I was able to look at it and it looks like eight bars... That are stamped with one kilo. Oh, jeez, um, I missed that. Yeah, I mean, I. So How much is money of, is that, Harry? All right, it's kind of vague. So, uh, recently, just like three years ago, uh, two kilos worth of gold was found in an airport in South Korea because, like, a smuggling thing. They'd like dumped it when authorities looked at them, and about that was worth something like three hundred grand. Okay, okay. Let, and this show's a few years old, so let's go with that. So 150 grand per kilo. Uh, is it, that That's American, right? Yeah, well, it's... The comparison is a bit different. Like, I'm also looking at, right now, a a gold price site, and it says... We, we can't look, like, post-pandemic. Gold prices have gotten so fucked. 
Okay, yeah. So that that was like about a million, I'd say. Yeah. Hmm. Good haul. Yeah. Uh, Good haul Jag- for killing their daughter. Uh, although Mrs. Jag still gets annoyed because someone calls and cancels the order of a car that she'd been talking about. She... She was making fun of the main character's shoes because she said they were colored like poop, and she was going to get, like, a car also colored brown just to mess with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But because he's, yeah, he's the one who canceled it, right? Um, probably. It'd be fun. <laughs> I mean, if his job was to manage your finances, it could be a thing to say, like, yeah, you don't get a new car every week. Mm-hmm. You, can only, you can only make so many parents murder their children for gold bullion. That that kind of shit is not going to happen every every day. Yeah. Uh, so things are kind of winding down. Uh, they're all sad about the way it happens. Then back at the hotel, uh, uh, Cheng Sung he finds the tree that everybody had been talking about, but it kind of like been discouraging him from going to look at. Yeah, he confronts her because you know he learned about the previous two. Uh, uh, management options and he says well i guess it was your third choice to which you know miss jang replies that's not true there were people before you you were not the third choice you were the zeroth choice you were the correct choice and then he just turns around and says by the way in my dreams i've been having memories of you like way the past with like a, a clear romantic interest and also i've been thinking about you a lot mm-hmm. romantic like, music swells yeah, and Mrs. Jang is, like, shattered by this. Like, she's barely standing. She's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And so am I, because, like, I honestly thought this was something they were going to play out over, like, ten episodes. Like, he's having... I mean, they they still will, Harry. Like, you know, they're not going to kiss for another, like, eight episodes. Well, yeah, but still, like, I, I, I get the feeling it's, like, a reincarnation thing, because, like... Uh... So is he the reincarnation of her ex-boyfriend? Maybe... It might be that type of thing, mm. because like two of the two of the three people working at the hotel are explicitly waiting for people that they missed in life. So Mrs. Mrs. Jang, maybe she was just doing that over like a longer time frame or like something like that. Uh, mm. so maybe, could... maybe, maybe. Like, Harry, do you still listen to? No one can know about this. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. So you know how the season for File Fantasy Eight, they had like countdown to hug yeah yeah so what what's the countdown to hug for this series like what episode so how how many episodes are this like 16 yeah what episode do we think they're going to kiss kiss um hmm like full-on romantic kiss or are we allowing some kind of like because i mean there's like if if it's a body swap thing that doesn't count like the actual two characters knowingly willingly consensually making out okay but but also like if there's like a magic reason where she has to like do magic to him with with a kiss does that, that count? doesn't count that doesn't count like kissing only for the purpose of kissing you know what i'm gonna say episode 16 i'm gonna say they wait for that Ooh, ooh, ooh. I say earlier. I say, you know, uh, are are there sixteen episodes of the series? Uh, I mean, it, the last episode. Um, like, hold on. Uh, yeah, he'll tell on Netflix anyway. It has sixteen. Okay, I'm going to say episode twelve is when they uh, kiss because that gives time for a end run season complication to show up. Hmm. You know. That's a very courageous choice for you, because, like, if you'd said 50, then you would have been right if, as long as I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I, hey. I appreciate I appreciate your courage in this. Hey, I'm, I'm putting my stake down. Episode 12, they make out, and then, like, in the last five minutes of the episode, something dramatic happens that complicates it. Gasp. Uh, uh, you're not the one reincarnated lover. I'm the reincarnated lover. You're the one who killed him. Oh, <laughs> Because, like, there's a thing, like, Mrs. Jake in the past, she is with that one guard dude, but also there's, like, another guy in the Bandits who seems to be, like, I think he's the Team Jacob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Um, 
and that's those three or that's those two episodes all right uh what did you think well i guess we kind of got into it already like episode two was a bit choppy but episode three sped up a bit like i i do kind of wish that this had been edited a bit harder that they had trimmed it down a bit more in episode three i feel like it was good because like it gave weight to the scenes like it it's it's kind of like a dream equality and it like it lingered and i think the right ways in episode two they had to fill a lot of time it was just a lot of the same conversation over and over and it was infuriating yeah at least now they're moving forward at least now like you know because that's that's the frustrating part like when you know something is going to happen but they have to spend an entire episode of it not happening and it's like when the episodes are an hour and a half long like yeah that's a bit of a waste I heard this somewhere else, but it's like an action movie where the main character needs to get revenge for his murdered wife, and you're like halfway in and the wife isn't even dead yet. <laughs> like, come on, you know where this is going. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I had fun. I'm still looking forward to, you know, uh, to the next, uh, uh, to continuing this, like in the future when we have a new break. But uh, we don't have a break yet. We are going back to... Uh, Harry, what the fuck are we watching? Oh, yeah, uh, Power Power Super Sentai Go Kaiger. Uh, no, Go Busters. Wow, that that was the journey you just went on. <laughs> it it was, was. It yes. absolutely was. <laughs> we, indeed, the show we're we're covering, have been covering for a couple months, is Tokyo Sentai Go Busters, and we are going to go into a brief spate of episodes uh, that kind of deals with Escape and her plans, and kind of the show getting a bit sillier mm-hmm. until. So really fucking crazy shit happens. Excellent. I look forward to the crazy. Uh, but Harry, until the crazy comes, what are we going to keep doing? We're going to keep dancing. We're going to keep dancing in the ashes of, like, the bird ghosts <laughs> that we tricked to be murdered by their families. Excellent. Excellent.